Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Always appreciate your messages and contributions on the uh, text line, 512-447-3776. This one says, uh, Miley's room's called the Phallus Palace. <laughs> the Phallus Palace. Not bad. Not bad at all. I'm sure this she's is... got some nicknames for it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she does. The D-Dungeon? <laughs> the D. <laughs> I mean, that's a true story. Yeah. I read in Entertainment Weekly, apparently, Molly Cyrus, she's all about the D. All about the D. Got a room full of it. I mean, what's in this room, though? Uh, I, mean, I don't really. I missed this. What was this? Miley Cyrus claims that she is an enthusiast about the, um, the male uh, genitalia and that she has a room in her house that is penis-themed. Yeah. yeah, she's and nasty. Yeah. She is nasty, but what's? Uh, how can it be thin? Where do you get all these items? A bunch of dildos <laughs> and such. Uh, well, and can't, see, it can't just be. That's all that's in the room? Well, has got to be some over the couch. Is there a probably, couch that's shaped like a. Some, some, you know, mm. some risque art on the wall. Oh, uh, yeah. lots of risque arts in there. You're right about that. Um, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. So, Drive Away Dolls is a new movie that's coming out. It's a crime caper centered around dildos, it says here. Hold on, say, say what? New movie, Drive Away Dolls, and that's where this stems from. It says here that uh, Miley. Oh, that was. Miley the... Cyrus's phallic room of sex toys made her a perfect fit for Drive Away Dolls. Also, before they. They before they actually cast the this movie with about I don't know you say about sex sex, sex toys, toys yeah. and whatever it is they oh so that so they, maybe it is a perfect fit so they basically heard about that room I'm assuming and they were like hey man, why we should get her she's very enthusiastic she we wouldn't have to find somebody and and try to get them to <laughs> become enthusiastic about that she's already got a room in her house full of them. Yeah, I. Uh, okay. You know, this this uh, this this conversation gets more and more curious. I need so this is drive away doll starring Pedro Pascal, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt in- Damon, damn, Margaret okay. Qualley. All right, I think it's Cohen Brothers. Yeah. Yes, I think. Yeah, you know, it did, it did say our, Cohen was one of the guys that that Ethan, Ethan Cohen. Yeah, he was quoted in the article. I the read. raunchy road trip movie directed by Oscar winner Ethan Cohen. Of course, Cohen Brothers. No Country for Old Men. Gosh, so many great movies. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it's going to be good. It, they they don't usually disappoint. Coen Brothers make good movies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Miley Cyrus. Do you watch um, Fargo on – you don't watch FX? I don't have FX. Dude, I have never you, found FX. You need to watch Far, Fargo on FX. Actually, it's pretty good. Todd, do you watch Fargo that. on FX? I do not. It's worth it. It's good. I mean, it's I, – I don't know if the Coen Brothers are writing it. They definitely, obviously, it's their – Idea, you know, I mean, but I it's really good. Last season was actually one of the best, it might have been one of the best yeah. seasons they had in Fargo. They got a lot of, got a good shows on it. American Horror Story and the Americans is on FX. 
Justified is on FX, and then of course it's always sunny. Back in the day, Nip Tuck used to be on FX. That was highly erotic. It was Nip Tuck. Oh yes, yeah, it, it was about these surgeons, these plastic surgeons. Ooh. Oh, uh, in like Miami, I believe. And man, they used to get into some stuff. It was wild. Nip Tuck was a crazy. I don't know if Nip it was a good Tuck. show, but it was very salacious and, like I said, erotic. Okay, there you go. Uh, by the way, on the, uh, the the candlelight vigil for the Hooters in Charleston, West Virginia, uh, somebody texted and said, "Guys, my friend lives in Charleston, and got home from a bar late, and someone, some of his, some homies were walking down the street with an entire bike rack. They didn't steal one bike; they took the damn rack." <laughs> Charleston is an odd place. <laughs> they took the whole damn rack. You know, we're just gonna take the rack. Wow. Know. Yeah. There you go. It's a, it's it seems a wild like place. A, an efficient way to go, right there. So I don't know. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't want to open up a restaurant in Charleston, maybe not. West Virginia. It is not the spot. Maybe That's not. Crazy. All right, Miley. Appreciate go, Miley. that. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the text here. We got some good text in. Good this text. Morning. Good conversation this morning. Good NFL combine. Trying to figure out what the Longhorns are going to do to find a win tonight in Lubbock. They're a four-and-a-half-point underdog to the Red Raiders, and they're going to have a blackout tonight. Oh, uh, you know what? I got rock. a stat about that for the gamblers out there. Gamblers. I found this if you're going to bet on the game. Uh, not encouraging you to do it, but if you want to. Um, Texas Tech doesn't cover at home very very well. Texas Tech is 7-8 and eight against the spread at home. Wow. That's not good. Yeah, right? But they're, what, 14-1 and one at home. That record is, right? But, yeah, 7-8 and eight against the spread at home. So, there you go. Hey, just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. But yeah, you, have you watched this Texas team play in the last week or so? I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's, that's, that's going to be big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and defensively, uh, uh, you know, whether Warren Washington is a factor or not, because he was limited in their last game. He's one of the big men. How about this stat? Per Hoop Explorer, uh, Texas Tech foes shoot 54% at the rim. When he plays, when he doesn't play, that number shoots to 63%. Actually, closer to 55% when he plays, but shoots to 63% when he's, when he's not on the floor. So you can get to the rim and have a lot of success if he's not on the floor. That'll be big in this contest, too. And you talked about Dylan DeSue. I mean, Dylan DeSue is your offensive identity. Um, but he's, he's consistent. What you need is guard play. And Tyrese Hunter had a nice bounce-back performance versus Kansas. You need Max Aismas to break out of this funk that he's in because he's in – he's playing his – this is his worst stretch of basketball he's played all season long. And you hope that it's just a a funk and that he's going to come out of it. The I, I guess the more pessimistic view of his uh, last three games where he's failed to score double digits would be there's a blueprint now out on him. There's enough film out on Max Asmus in this system with these Longhorns, and teams know exactly how to limit him and how to defend him. You're right about that. I mean, that's going to be the conversation. Uh, Max has been bad. Seven for 32 shooting in the last three games. He's scored a grand total of seven, eight, and five points in those games. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's shooting what twenty is it twenty one percent basically is that number from the floor? Yeah, the rough math on that. Seven of thirty two. Um, yeah, and so not he's not getting to the line. I mean, five points against Kansas, eight in the win over K State, seven at, on a two for fourteen night against Houston. Uh, so yeah, they got to get Max going, and that's up to Rodney and the staff. They got to run him off some screens. Because I mean, again, you can say he's playing bad. You got to work to get him shots. You got to work to him get him good shots. He's your best play, best scorer outside of Dylan DeSue. 
He can't be a no-show. I mean, he can't be taken out of the game. You've got to look at what they're doing on film to take him out and counter it. I mean, you just you yeah. can't let a, a team take your best player away or your best scorer outside of Dylan DeSue. And that's what, why Dylan DeSue is so good, right? He, he can score in the, in the interior, score in the mid-range. He can score from three, you know, depending. So he's a three-level scorer. Max needs to do that, too. He needs to go to the basket. Uh, he needs to get yeah. the foul line, do something. You just can't have a guy who's at one point one of the top, you know, five scorers in the league, not scoring but five points. Yeah, it seems like he can't create for himself anymore. And you're right about that. That's it, get to the high percentage, you know, buckets. And that's what I was pointing out. You know, get to the rim if they have their big man's out the floor. Or he's dealing with injury. Get to the rim, draw the foul. Uh, that'll break you out of your funk. That can kind of get you into a rhythm. Um, but yeah, the backcourt's going to be huge. I think the start's going to be huge for for Texas too. And how they handle this crowd. Uh, that crowd's going to play a factor. They, they just will. I mean, that's going to be the r- most ruckus, rowdiest environment Texas has seen this season. And uh, you don't want to be digging yourself out of a hole versus that, 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 that crowd. You won't try to take that crowd. Not take them out of it, but at least keep them quiet uh, by making sure it's competitive. If you're in a hole early on in that game for most of the first half, man, that crowd's going to be absolutely nuts. Jacked. Yeah, I mean, they are going to be souped up. So you want to make sure, take that crowd out of it, start fast. Which they typically don't do. They don't do, and especially <laughs> last two road games. When trying to been... think, the game they started the best was the game when they beat Baylor. That was the best that they played at the beginning of a ball game that I can recall. Uh, they got to be better. I mean, there's really no other way around it, and uh, Rodney's got to get this team because that's why Rodney Terry got this job was his ability to take that that talent last year and get it playing its best at the right time of year, right? I mean, they yep. they kicked it in gear mid February into the tournament, um, and by gosh, by by the Elite Eight, they were playing as good as any team in the country. Then Dylan DeSue got hurt and derailed what could have been a trip to the Final Four. It's actually also Ty screwed it up by buying Final Four tickets at halftime of mm. the game with with uh, yep. with Miami. Remember doing that, Ty? Remember when you screwed? Like remember that. when you jinxed the basketball team for crying out loud? Yeah. Well, now you did that. Come on, Ty. <laughs> Come on, Ty. <laughs> My final four tickets. I love that. That's, that's awesome. I should have yeah. known better. You should have known. I agree with that. You should have known. Um, Jumping, well, I, I doubt you were the only person that jumped on the phone and started trying to buy tickets. Um, you know, but got to be careful with that. Got to wait. The, the sports gods don't like that. It's kind of shenanigans. They don't like that arrogance, man. <laughs> that's just that's too much. Too much. That's too much cockiness and arrogance. Uh, the sports guys don't like it. Yeah. Um, according to uh, Bart Torvik's tourney cast, to uh, which it basically predicts who's going to be in the tournament, uh, Texas Tech, you know, 96% chance to make the tournament. They got the Longhorns at 83% chance um, to make the tournament. Yeah, as of now, I think they're in. So they're firmly in. But and I think they can even lose this game tonight. They've got to beat Oklahoma State Saturday. They've got to beat Oklahoma at home in their final regular season game, both Saturdays. Uh, if they could win tonight or win at Baylor uh, next Monday, you know, it obviously improves their chances. Uh, but can they do that? That becomes a big question. Uh, that That's that's the challenge. It'll go a long way toward, uh, you know, them, their seeding in the Big 12 tournament, um, which I think right now they're tied for fourth, top four spots. You get that bye. Um, they're tied for fourth. It'd be great if they could stay there um, and maybe get some help in the Big 12 tournament too because they need it. I think they it would help them. No question about that. Uh, all right, we will uh, continue to talk Texas hoops. Uh, Texas women have a, the game of the year in the Big 12, arguably, is tomorrow night. Props to Vic Schaefer and his squad. They have uh, moved into the top five and three in the country, Rob. They were at five, and then Iowa and, and somebody else took a loss. So they're up to three now. 
um, which is one of their highest rankings in quite a while. Uh, they only trail South Carolina and Ohio State right now in the AP Top 25. Uh, and so, you know, when they go to Oklahoma tomorrow night, play, play up in Norman, if they could win that game, they would be essentially on their way to winning the regular season Big 12 championship, mm-hmm. which all of a sudden you're a one seed, Rod. Um, you know, you get to, the, you to the big dance, you're, you're playing on the one line. Um, home, home games, obviously, early in that tournament. And, uh, you know, Vic Schaefer's team uh, playing their guts out right now, even without Rory Harmon. I talked to somebody who was at the uh, Moody Center when Rory hurt herself in practice, hurt her knee. Man, it's like the agony. Uh, she just oh, everybody, You could hear it throughout the arena because it's an empty practice uh, going on. Just terrible. Uh, but they've rallied from that, and uh, here they are sitting at number three in the country. So props to them. Texas baseball in action tonight as well. Uh, should be quite a, quite a scene. You know, it's a Tuesday night game, but these places, you know, people are getting out to see the Longhorns, especially when it's going to be 80 degrees again today or in the 80s, uh, to see them play St. John's. They haven't allowed a run in 28 innings. Try to extend that uh, scoreless. That's not, now, now you got a little, little, little chip on your shoulder. Let's see if we can keep this going. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, they're, they're prepping for the big series down in Houston this weekend where there will be huge crowds to see LSU, Texas State, and Vanderbilt. But uh, one more tonight to try to go 7-1 to 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 in this season-opening homestand uh, to start this thing out. 6.30 tonight. Um, we'll, we'll get a little bit, bit of a preview. It looks like Max Grubb's going to start that game on the mound, get his first start of the year uh, for the Longhorns in that 28-inning scoreless streak. Uh, so more Longhorns coming. We'll get to some uh, who said that for the end of this hour, but right now it's time to get Rod's second rant of this uh, Tuesday morning. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's no. rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, uh, first, before we uh, get started, shout out. We were just talking about Texas State baseball because they're going to face off against uh, Texas. Um, in Houston down there in Minute Maid. But Texas football, Texas State football, uh, just landed a commitment from uh, James Madison quarterback transfer Ooh. Jordan McLeod. He was the JMU Sun, Sun Belt Player of the Year who uh, threw for over 3,600 yards and 35 touchdowns at James Madison. Um, Ty, what did you, you say he was 24 years old? He's played, it's his fifth year. That's uh, uh, I, I googled him. He was born in 1999. It said 24 on Wikipedia. So okay, yeah. Um, I mean, he's the Sun Belt Player of the Year. This is this is huge for GJ yeah, GJ Kenny because he needed a quarterback desperately, and you got one of the better quarterbacks uh, in the country, actually, uh, reigning Sun Belt Player of the Year, Jordan McLeod, in that system. And I, I pointed this out last year. If you look at the most improved offenses in college football last year, Texas State is at the top. I mean, they had the if you look at most improved offenses, scoring offense from 22 to 23. I mean, as Texas State is right there toward the top, and they could make another, they could take another leap with a veteran quarterback. Um, I like that system. I like what GJ Kinney's doing, and I love this acquisition. It is a big time acquisition. He spent two seasons at Arizona uh, from in 21 and 22. Uh, if you go look at, he spent uh, two seasons at South Florida as well, and most recently was at uh, James Madison. So okay, he is he's he is taking advantage of the transfer portal. Good for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, McLeod led James Madison to an eleven and one record. 
That's awesome. Well, good for GJ. He and can it, recruit, man. They're, they're, it, yeah, they're, that's big. That, that's big time, man. Because in, in I mean, you the NIL that. world, that's <laughs> I'm sure he got big time offers. I'm not saying that they couldn't match it, but it wasn't all about NIL. I don't think for him. Correct. Yeah. No, I think it's uh, it speaks of his ability. People want to play in that offense, and look, NIL is out there, but it's not like you know Texas State is overflowing with with. Uh, That's what I'm. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, they no resources. NIL are limited. And I'm sure they're they're doing what they can, but at the same time, that's a. It's a tough ask right now, but to, to get him this late in the process is big because they were going to head into spring practice without a player, without a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, because Texas now, State. How how do they get him? How do they catch up on school? I don't know. That's a great question. Maybe because he's so he's been in school for so long. Maybe he's maybe already. He's done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got, maybe there's something about it. Maybe he's not a grad. Maybe he's a grad transfer. I don't know. I got to go look and see. Um, but t- remember, Texas State, to your point, made headlines at the quarterback position when Arizona transfer Jaden uh, Delora. Pledged to the Bobcats, which resulted in starter T.J. Finley transferring to Western Kentucky after he led the program to eight wins and their first ever bowl victory. Uh, Delara left the program after off off field issues surfaced, so essentially that left them with without a quarterback. Um, and McLeod's going to give them a proven veteran, uh, you know, presence there at the QB position, a proven commodity. So, congrats to Texas State GJ. fans. Yeah, I know they're really excited about the program, and a lot of them were stressed out about the QB position as well. They they should be. All right, let's talk about the uh, Longhorns, and really now let's get into a. There is a certain um, a factor that is starting to play a bigger role in evaluations of uh, player skill sets by scouts at the NFL level and at the college level, um, looking at the high school prospects coming out. And uh, shout-out to uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, because where I got a lot of the, uh, the information here. But it was, um, it's an article that they started talking about multi-sport athletes and actually quoted Steve Sarkeesian in his article uh, discussing multi-sport athletes and how important it is for coaches evaluating prospects coming out of high school, of course, uh, but also NFL scouts uh, who evaluate prospects coming out of college, how they go deep, deep into your background as an athlete and as a player and for some of those uh, scouts that they actually are looking more and more at two-sport athletes, that it actually is a positive data point when they're evaluating players and they're evaluating talent, that they you know, look at the background of a multi-sport athlete. And uh, they revealed that in, from 2022 to 2024, uh, Dave Campbell's Sex Football said there were 607 signees that ended up signing with a FBS school from the state of Texas. And 67% of that group, uh, you're talking about 404 of them, ended up playing another sport of some kind. Now, most of the time, that other sport was track and field. Uh, I believe around 80% of the time it was track and field. Basketball, it was close to 20% of the time, basketball was that other sport uh, they ended up playing. Um, but it, more and more, you're starting to see NFL scouts, like I said, NFL scouts consider uh, the background even of these elite players. If you go look at the first rounders from 2008 to 2017 in the NFL draft, 88% of them uh, were multi-sport athletes in high school, <clears throat> which is a really, really big number. I mean, that's a huge number. 88% of them were multi-sport athletes. And some scouts look at it as, you know, I like a player with a 
well-rounded skill set. And, you know, you look at guys who can play multiple sports, who can play you know, football and then play basketball or football and track or football and baseball, whatever it may be, that those guys have a well-rounded skill set and a, an athletic intelligence that you can only gain by, you know, diversifying your athletic skill set and cultivating it in a diverse manner uh, by playing different sports instead of being so specialized. Uh, and then there are other coaches like Sark, actually. Sark talks about uh, recruiting multi-sport athletes because of the competitive spirit that you have to have to, can, to, to go out there and play multiple sports. Um, talks about how these guys oftentimes are not as selfish uh, as a, a specialized players. Now, this is something they consider because they know they're not going to be elite in all the sports, um, but they just like to compete, and they want to contribute to the team. They may be elite in football or maybe elite in baseball, but you're not going to be elite in all the sports. But if you play all the sports, it does show that you have a competitive nature yeah. and a competitive sickness about you. And it's not always about being the best and when you're praised. Hell, sometimes you may be the fifth best player on the basketball team, but you're the best player on the football team. Um, you know, you may be the fourth fastest guy on the track team, you know, but you're the best player on the football team. But it's all about competing, all about improving, and all about getting better. Sark says, this is a quote from Sark. He said, uh, the first thing I look for in recruiting, and I know this sounds odd, I try to identify really unique competitors. Forget skill set. Naturally, we're there for uh, them because of their size, length, speed, whatever. But is he a competitive human being? What I mean by competitive is, does he play multiple sports? I think that matters. Um, when Sonny Dykes was being quoted uh, about this in this article from Dave Campbell, he says, I think one of the most important things we want to see from people is a competitive spirit. Somebody who's unselfish and somebody who wants to help the team. A lot of times these athletes will run track. They may not be the fastest or the best, but they want to help their team. And that says a lot about who they are and what kind of player they are in their character. So, you say, so some coaches, maybe even most of the coaches, are looking at it from a competitive spirit standpoint, how to evaluate somebody's competitive spirit, how to evaluate their competitive sickness, their drive. Uh, and other coaches are looking at it from, or probably both, um, this is a guy that has a well-rounded skill set. This is a skill set that can translate because they were a basketball player. They have good feet, uh, hand-eye coordination because they, you know, play, you know, baseball. If he was a quarterback, uh, he can throw from different arm angles. There are certain skills that can easily translate. But, I mean, the... If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. More and more, that is becoming a, a popular uh, thing to uh, a factor. Um, to uh, to evaluate in a player's background as a player as a as a football player, whether an athlete, period, uh, whether it be recruiting them from out of high school or recruiting them out of college. Now, not a lot of guys are playing in multiple sports in college. By then, you're specialized. But in terms of refining the skill set and cultivating the skill set, the background of it and being diverse in the sports you play I think it does matter and you can tell it matters to NFL scouts and you can tell it's starting to matter to college football coaches too
Yep, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, because when you're playing on a team round, you got to go to practice. I mean, you got to be out there working. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. you just, you, it's competitive. You want to be out there. You don't want to, you know, you know, not, not be out there with your teammates. I mean, those are things you're looking for, without a doubt. And I mentioned Arch Manning won a state championship playing basketball. Yep. Um, gosh, we heard from Todd Dodge back in the day that uh, Quinn Ewers was on the track team. Yeah. He was growing up at South Lake yeah, Carroll. Yeah, I mean, I know that, yeah. actually. Yeah. Actually ran track. I mean, uh, um, you know, at Duncanville, Colin Simmons, the incoming pass rusher, he, he's one of the – I mean, I don't know how many guys have won multiple state football championships and won a state basketball title. Yeah. In the point. state of Texas, the 6A level. Yeah, that's tough. That's yeah, a – That's a big boy. That's a competitive dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Hill, I think, was a – ran track yep. too. I mean, it's I, – I, I do think it's important. And also, when you play multiple sports and you're not so specialized at the high school level, I think, you know, the belief is your ceiling is higher once you start to specialize. In a sport, because like you said, you got to go to practice for the other sport. You also got to go to school. You got to do other things. And when you're not specialized, you're playing two and three other sports and you still manage to achieve at an elite level or a really high level in one of those sports. The projection would be, all right, once they focus all their energy, all of their efforts, all the all their athleticism in one sport, instead of dividing it up among two or three, that they will exponentially improve. Uh, as a football player or whatever sport that they decide to specialize in at the time. So that's the belief, too, that you don't want someone specialized too early because it seemed the belief that they, they hit their ceiling earlier, too, that they, are, that they are probably closer to their ceiling as a player when they have been specialized all throughout their high school career. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, so uh, Sark and the Longhorns, I think we'll see this some of these in the NFL scouting combine. You know, multiple sport athletes will be oh, a, yeah. a big topic from uh, – Hell, from, Cooper, from the, the white cornerback that is the last – you know, the, the one who is going to – Cooper DeGene, the Cooper Iowa John, yeah. uh, 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 cornerback who's going to be drafted in the first round. Uh, he's he, – I don't think he's going to work out the combine, though. I think he's going to work out at pro day. People think he could run, run one of those, the the, uh, the best 40 times. Yeah, he's going to – He's going to be one of the he, be one of the fastest players. Freak athlete, man. I mean, played everything. He's one of those guys we can talk about later, but he's one of those dudes that was a multiple sport athlete that played like three different sports and excelled at all of them. Not just playing them. was one of the best in, in his state. Yeah. In different sports like that. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, he was basketball player, like oh, Mr. Basketball. Mr. He was he, he was a quarterback in high school playing yep. football, but he got to Iowa and decided he needed to play corner and, you know, revolutionize and bring back the white cornerback. Hey, Come on, man. it's time, man. I felt I, <laughs> I had some guilt about that at one point in my life because they drafted me to replace Jason Seahorn. It did not work out the way the Giants planned. But <laughs> I'm glad now the white cornerbacks are making the comeback. You guys have been advocating for a while. Yeah, he played basketball, baseball, and ran track in high school. It was in fast as hell. In basketball, his, he had 1,832 p- career points. Uh, that ranked him behind Iowa and NFL tight end TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> and 55 points ahead of uh, first-team All-American and NBA player Harrison Barnes on the all-time scoring list in the state. 218 steals rank him on the state's all-time list, eight ahead of Marcus Page. He had the fastest 100-yard dash time of any runner in the state during his senior year, and at the time of his high school graduation, held the sixth-best long jump in state history. <laughs> God. Yeah. And he, 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 My, he that has to be and, a first-round pick. And he had offers out of uh, coming out of high school to play other sports um, and to play quarterback. But he chose playing defense at Iowa over playing quarterback. I think South Dakota State, they wanted to play quarterback and some other – 
smaller schools wanted him for other sports, but he wanted to play football and he wanted to play defense, and he's going to make history. Going to be the first white starting cornerback in a long time. Good for him. I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, that's that's where we're headed uh, with the NFL draft. We're looking forward to it. D linemen and linebackers will hit the field to on Thursday. Um, of course, the long ones with 11 players headed up there uh, to the combine. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we will uh, pick up these conversations, plus continue to preview Texas hoops tonight for the end of the hour. We'll play some Who Said That, Rob? Who said Got to get some Who Said That coming your way for 10 o'clock. It's Hook Em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hook Em Up indeed on a Tuesday edition. Texas baseball tonight, 630 at the dish. Texas basketball tonight, 8 o'clock in Loud Lubbock. be real loud tonight. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Get ready for some serious environment at Lubbock. We heard uh, folks talk about uh, people have been camping out since Friday. To be it's a part be of this ball game, I don't know how you pull that off. But that got us into a conversation about campouts and camping for tickets, and that was fun. Uh, yeah, I don't. You've know. never done it. I, like I said it's, it's not something that I'm into. I don't judge people for camping out for whatever. I don't like long lines, though. I'm not a lines guy. There's nothing really, I think, I'm that passionate about that I'd wait in a line and camp out overnight. I don't wait in a line anything. for anything. Pretty like, I'll turn around. Yeah, I'm kind of like that, like that too. I mean, I'll change my plans. I'll, like I'll go to H E B, and if it's too packed, I'll just drive home. Oh, not even get what you want. Well, the no. grocery store is always packed. So grocery I'll store. Just make, I'll just order something. Make I'll plans. say this: they, you know, they built a like we have an H E B because I live here. We live here in Onion Creek, Rod, where we do the Onion Creek compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a there's a new H E B right there at Slaughter and Thirty Five that they yeah. built. They kind of wedged it in there. The oh, parking yeah. lot there is a nightmare. Like it's just a nightmare. If you go there on a weekend. I mean, because they got you know, because the city's got, a, got ordinance, got to have this many trees, you got to have green space. Um, they they kind of wedge this HEB in and kind of a, you know, it wasn't a huge space. There. Yeah, that parking lot is a nightmare. Oh man, I know all, but honestly, they're all kind of like that. So it depends on what day you go. I know you're right. This one is particularly um, all, yeah. all the issues. Yeah, because yeah. then I because because there's one there, and then there are two exits into Buta. There's an HEB older one. I go to that one. Uh, oh, so that's your H-E-B? Yeah, because I can park down by the liquor store there and walk, get, sneak in. People don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, they just gave what well, you see. That, that's like the H-E-B across the street from my house I've told you about. That's very, it's one of the originals. Yes, and it, I will go – I will only go – I don't go there for meat. Like, if I need, like, a bottle of ketchup, I'll go there. But it's yeah. – the options are, are, lack, are lacking. It's a run. It's one of the older kind of run-down H-E-Bs. Those are rare. Those are they're, – they're starting to replace most of those. Those old well, that's the thing is there's there's the yeah. a brand new one that's eight minutes away. It's exactly you know, it's, yeah. I'd much rather do that. Yeah, no, I mean, the I went H-E-B into the Westlake HEB for the first time in a while yesterday, and I forgot that the window oh, no, shopping. Speaking of the song we came into, 50, 50 Cent hey, Window uh, Shopper. No, some good stuff Westlake HEB. There's some yoga fans going on. There's some talent, man. It's some talent. The yeah, issue with going to that one is I see like four people I know every time I go there, and I was looking like a bum. So, you were looking like a bum. <laughs> no, <laughs> Tyson, never. You, uh. Yeah, I don't like seeing people I know when I grocery shop for some reason. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's what weird. Are you, what are you doing here? I don't exactly. I, I know. I know you're supposed to be here. I know you got to be here, but I don't want to see you. I had one so. of my best friends send me a picture. He was in there. It didn't say hi to me. He just took a picture <laughs> of me from across like an aisle. 
didn't say hi and sent it to me. And I was already in the parking lot. He's like, I saw you in there. And I was like, what? Was exactly. Like, you didn't think to say hi to me? Like, I don't know. It was weird. No, he's like the grocery store. No, I'm not going to say hi to you in the grocery store. I'll just take a picture let you know, hey, man, I saw you. I recognize you in the grocery store. He was store. like, it looks like you were taking your time. And I was, it was, I was. Yeah. I, was. I see people I know in the grocery store, and I try to avoid them because I don't want to bother them. They're in the grocery store. They're, they're they're, they're task-oriented at the time. That's right. I want to go over there and but like, hey, what's going on? But don't like, moms go to the grocery store kind of to see people? Uh, I don't I, know. I don't know. I, that's kind I've, of my thought on it. I've met a, a, I've met few women at the grocery store, but I would do it intentionally. Like, I would go there, like, dressed nicely and say, like, I was coming from a business meeting or something. And I would go pick up chicks at the grocery store. That a boy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Back in the easy. day, well, because, yeah. yeah. They, would think, they would think, I mean, he's a young professional. Why else, why else would you be wearing something nice at a grocery store? Why would he be dressed so nice unless he was actually coming from a meeting? Nope, I duped you. Actually, and what was, was your what was your pickup line? Uh, none, I just came from a meeting. I'll just, it, it depends on what's in the cart. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you can see what they eat. You can see what they eat. eat healthy. The grocery store is a great way to pick up women because you, you kind of know the woman based on the stuff in the cart. You know, if she eats no, healthy, like you said, you know, if she cooks. Or if she's getting a lot of pre-prepared, you know, stuff that's already frozen or whatever. Or if she's actually cooking meals. You learn a lot about a woman about what's in a car. But so what, how would you approach this? Like, what was your in? Like, is this a, hey, hey, baby. Uh, <laughs> hey, baby. How you, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? No, no, no. Actually, it was, like I said, most of the time it was about something in the cart. It was, you know, it was, I got to I gotta make the transition about something relevant in her cart or something that I'm looking for. That's usually the best way. Or I get the eyes. I got the look. You know Ooh. You know, you get to look. She looked at she, you know, she gives you the eyes, got the eye contact. And then you look for the eye contact multiple times to confirm, like, hey, come over here and say anything. And we can If you come over here and talk, I, I'm looking at you in your eyes. I'm not doing that to be creepy. I'm letting you know that if you come over here and drop any line that is halfway respectful, we can get this party started. I can we can exchange information that and go down. smooth over here. So that's you know, that, that, that's the best way. Usually, it's to try to get the eye contact. Like if you get the eye contact once and she looks away and never looks at you again, then you know she's not interested. But if you get the eye contact and then you get it confirmed, then reaffirmed like three or four times, then you know okay. I gotta go over here. It doesn't even matter what the line is. I mean, it can just be as simple as, "Hey, how you doing?" Uh, boom, done. It can be that simple. If you get the eye contact multiple times, but if you don't, and then, then is it to get a number? Or are you going? Oh yeah, you got to go out and help unload yeah, her no, groceries. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I was never that successful. Where literally I walk out of the grocery store and pull it from the grocery store to the house. That was that never happened. That led to like, to like that, a, "Hey, I'm gonna hit you up." Yeah, that'll be an adult. That's like a that's like a porn script right there. Get it in the grocery Penthouse store. Penthouse forums. <laughs> Straight from the HEV to the house. That'd help you a, unload your groceries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I, I might need some help unloading these heavy groceries at the house. You know, no, that never. But plenty of numbers exchanged. I got some contact info from a couple of HEBs like back that. in my day. Yeah, it was good. It was, a, it was a nice. What are you, you going to do with those cucumbers? Hey, hey. <laughs> and then you can always get into the conversation about, you know, cooking and, oh, no, I, this is what I'm shopping for, that kind of thing. You can, it, it's an easy, it's easier transition than you think. You, you hear that? Uh, Ty Rod's got game. Rod's got mega game, even though he's a married man now. Yeah, that, that's back, back in, in the day. day. That was way back in the day, man. That's, that's like H, but H, Mad game. H-E-B, though, I'm just saying, like your local H-E-B, you'll learn when there, there are hot times where you get more, I don't know, more scenery in the H-E-B than, than other times. Was there a peak time for this? That's a good question. 
And, and I think there's just peak HEBs instead of peak times. Like if I was single now, I'd be looking for the, the single moms. You know what I mean? Like the older housewives. The desperate housewives. Well, you just go to the, Mattel Rancher. The new, there you well, go. There, the new good HEB is the one in Terrytown where the old Randalls used to be next to Maudie's. Is, is that what the desperate housewives are? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. See mm-hmm. the single moms. That's what I'd be looking for right now. I need a young profession. I need a young professionals and younger people. So I was either because I when I moved back I was off Riverside. So oh. nothing but young people over there. That's all college students. Uh, exactly. Um, which you don't mind when you're in your mid to late twenties, <laughs> um, or ended up with or you go to the oh the. Um, and then the co-ed H-E-B back there, the Hancock Center one. Oh, that's a good one. If you go, so I'll go to class and then go to the Hancock Center H-E-B, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's just the real co-eds of UT pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Shrimp net. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> that, that H-E-B, that's, I, I mean, that's, except, it, it, you, it is you incredible. Gotta, it, it, it's it's incredible. age limit, though. It's incredible that, like, younger girls, like, College senior girls, like guys, my, will just they'll they'll do anything to talk to guys my age. I noticed this this weekend at the baseball game. There was there was a group of like six of them, and they were posturing themselves the entire time to just to like you know chit chat with us. And obviously, I have a girlfriend, so I was being nice, but my, my friends were eating it up. And they were these girls like, oh, what are y'all doing later? Like we have the cigat party, but after we're going out, and we're like, well, we can't go to that, but we'll maybe maybe we'll see you out later. It was I don't. Know. It's the time to change for for guys my age, or at least for my and friends. The the mid to late twenties guys. Yeah, like twenty. Well, I guess like probably twenty five to twenty eight. Yeah, the range. mid. Yeah, mid. No, that's a that's a like I said, that's a sweet that's a sweet spot, man. I went. Listen, I went back to school at that age. I yeah, went, you like I was riding Dangerfield. Yeah, I went back to school on scholarship, and I was like twenty eight, twenty going on twenty nine, something like that. It was uh, it was amazing, not just because of the experience in going back to be able to date college girls, but also the experience of education. I mean, I really enjoyed going to class for the. You know, I didn't enjoy going to class my first time there as a student athlete, but I went to class. I was in the front row. I was leading study groups. Dang, you know what I mean? Oh, it was fun. But study groups were great because it was full of girls. So I was I was very enthusiastic about all these. I was like, I should have went to study groups back in the day. Tell you about my time in the NFL. (laughs) Exactly. Easy pickup line. Are you are you still playing? Like I don't know. If I get a couple of calls, I may go back and play. But I had just out of the NFL, so I had money. I was feeling good. Oh, that was a great time in my life. Oh yeah, that was good. I'm not going to even get into detail. Sounds good. It was fun. I don't need more detail. I got you. That was a fun time. That was good stuff there, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for, to Mac Brown because he, he was like, go back to school. He's like, you'll, you'll enjoy yourself. And he was right. I don't know if that's what he was talking about, but he was right. I enjoyed myself. You'll enjoy yourself. <laughs> Sometimes that wasn't what Mac was talking about. I don't think he was what he was talking about. Maybe he was. Like, was or Mac's, ba- ba- Mac's Mac wise. Daddy knew a little more. Oh, no, he definitely did. When Mac was recruiting me, I had a, a young lady I was dating, and I thought I was going to marry this young lady out of high school. And Mac was recruiting me. And, and I was like, Mac, is it possible we can get my girlfriend into Texas later on? Like, she really wants to go to Texas so we can be together. And Mac was like, <laughs> he's like, have you been out in Austin? And I was like, not really. He's like, yeah. He's like, I want to leave her at home. This is what he said. He's like, yeah, once you start going out in Austin, he said, we can, you know, revisit, you know, I can put you in touch with some counselors and show you how, you know, you can try to get her in and what she, her requirements would be and application process and all that. He's like, but I got a feeling once you go out in Austin, we won't revisit this issue. And I was like, no, Mac, you're wrong, man. We're going to be together. I like her. Uh, Mac, Mac would ask me about her, and I'd be like, nah, we don't need to revisit that, Mac. We're good. And he's like, okay, just checking. Just checking. Yeah, Mac was a wise man. He knew. 
He knew lots of talent in this in this city. Lots of talent. Yeah, I was. Mac, I Mac would not. Be, yeah, I would not be homesick as much as I thought I would be. I like that. <laughs> All right, we come back. We'll play some "Who Said That" Rod, a little audio from around the landscape. We'll also uh, get to the fabulous fifth hour on our way to uh, Jim Rome show at eleven o'clock. Oh, one of the greatest NIL deals in the history of NIL. We yeah. got to talk about that. When we come back. Given we come back. Hook him up with Ian Rodby. The Horn text line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. Ian Rod B. On the Horn. Ooh, All right, it's uh, time for some who said that audio uh, and who said it. We'll try to figure that out <coughs> and uh, quiz ourselves. Yes, sir. Uh, usually the audio relevant to a conversation we can have as well. But you said there is a great NIL deal that has come across the board, Rod. Oh, wow. Yeah, this might be the greatest NIL deal of all time. So Jackson Dart, who is the uh, starting quarterback uh, uh, for Ole Miss, Ole Miss QB, he has signed a NIL deal with Nicholas Air, a private jet. Oh. Airline. Yes. Innovative private air travel. Uh, Nicola, Nicholas Air. And the uh, endorsement provides dart hours to Nicholas Air's fleet of jets for travel, training, and philanthropy. Damn. That's pretty good. Talk about cleaning up. Man, this dude's going to have so many. I mean, he's already got, I'm sure, fighting him off with a stick there, uh, Ty, because Ole Miss, they got some good-looking women. And, of course, you know, he's starting quarterback. But now you're talking about access to a private jet? Wow. Now, that's, that's money. That's some, that's some crazy money. So, I'm sure the Texas starting quarterback will get one of these deals pretty soon, too. <laughs> that's the one I want. That's the, that's the deal I want. Access to the PJ? Come on, man. Man. Have y'all, had a, have y'all heard of a better – NIL no. deal than that? No. That's pretty damn good. Man, how's the taxes work on that? I don't know. How the taxes work on the private plane? Because you got to pay taxes on all this stuff, right? Yeah. How does that work? I don't even know if I want to use it if I, the taxes are crazy. <laughs> I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I think you get, oh, man, that's interesting. I wonder if you got to pay, because you got to pay for the fuel and all that stuff. I think that's, like, really expensive. I don't know. I, I'm not rich enough to have those problems. More money, more problems. Hey, look, man, write it into the deal. Right into the deal. They paid it. They could help you pay the taxes on it. Yeah. Yeah. You could. Like, yeah, you could. Like, yo, I mean, if we're doing this, you got the taxes covered. Well, I guess the individual has to pay their income tax. Yeah, you got to pay it. I don't know. Some, I, don't, I don't know how that works. I mean, that's you. You got to have a really good CPA in this NIL stuff in this NIL space. If you're like a big time, feels like it, right? Yeah. If you if you got a lot of endorsements, you're a big time athlete in college sports. You better have a a, a, a CPA that's on point. Seriously, and they they're worth every penny. Um, yeah, there you go. Anyway, uh, Ty, I sent you a couple of clips, uh, and you can dial any of them up, and we can play. Who said that? Let's talk about it, big guy. How'd that 40-yard dash go for you? I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I was so big on being different from everyone. Everybody was wearing the long tights. I was like, you know what? I am not going out there and copying everybody. I'm going to wear the short tights. I didn't realize they was boxing, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it made you faster, man. So fast, you tripped over your feet. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Tripped over that third leg. <laughs> <laughs> ah, tripped over. He just jumped out, man. <laughs> that is so 
Funny, man. It was there, man. I believe you said it right there in quotes like my fell out. Bro, it's exactly <laughs> what I said. I didn't even believe it. I was running. I was looking at the 40 and all of a sudden I feel it. I feel it touch my leg and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to cover it and take the dive. You know what I mean? Because I know little man. kids watching. <laughs> Oh my God. Put your away, Chris. I got to say, how blessed you are to even be able to describe it as though your <laughs> fell out. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I don't even think I could describe that adjective for mine. I don't think it could fall anywhere. Like that. <laughs> that was great. That's a great, that's a historically good piece of audio. That's Chris Jones. Yeah, Junk Jones. Junk Jones. Uh, after that uh, incident where his, yes, his junk came out while he was running the 40 year dash at the combine. Classic combine moment. Now we know why. He thought he was putting on compression shorts, he was putting on boxer shorts. Ooh. And. Yeah. You live and not, learn. Not you said you, you went to the combine. You said your head's kind of spinning, right? You, you oh, up, no, you, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, been you, up all night doing yeah. interviews, and I got to run. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's part of the, the mind games they play with you. They want to see how you handle pressure, that stuff. Do you, yeah. do you snap at some point, or yep. do you just stick with it, you know? Make mental errors and yeah, mistakes. Yeah, we want to put you in, in the pressure in, cooker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, let me play this for you, Rod. Who said this? Think you'll know it. And But the truth is, nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to go away. And nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Uh, the, the, the administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not, it's not a good idea to try to stop the court storming, that that could cause more problems than it would solve. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just, just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. Um, there's no accountability for this. It, it, the fans feel like it's an entitlement and the universities like it. And the truth is we like it. Now, one last thing on this. All right, there you go. Oh, uh, uh, I'm not sure who that is. It's Jay Billis. That really nah, pissed me off. I thought it was Jay Billis. What's that? He's the biggest, just because a Duke player got hurt. That's the only reason he's pissed off. Well, their best player, uh, but, but at the same time, look, I mean, the, the court. We've, we also see, saw Caitlin Clark, who's the best player in women's basketball, get decked uh, by Ohio State. That was a flop. Across. That was a flop. No, what? You, yeah, of course, it was a flop. I mean, if you're walk, running off the court and someone slams into you, how do you know? I don't know how do you flop? What is that? I mean, you're you're running, they're running, and the, the Caitlin Clark one was was pretty violent. Uh, she's running to the locker room trying to get out of there, and here comes you know big big student. Boom. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just a collision. Um, you know, those are you, you got to do something. And look, it doesn't happen in the NBA. I mean, they don't court storm. Why well, they, they don't? They don't storm you get arrested. The, they don't storm the court in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, first of all, they're storming. They're storming courts. It feels too much now. It's it's happening way too much. It's over the top. Yes, it to used, be reserved for. Yes, very rare occasions where. It's, like if Texas Tech beats Texas tonight, they can't storm the court. Well, they no, do. Texas, Texas Tech, is unranked. Texas Tech allows the students on the court after every game. Yeah, but you got to wait till the student. You got to figure out a way to let the the opposing team get out. Yeah, before countdown. they come down. You should do a countdown or something like that. Well, it's like and, a, few, to, to Bill- a few years ago when the Texas students rushed the court. It's like they don't understand that you at Texas that's not something you do. Right. You know? Agreed. Well, agreed. agreed. Now, look, if you if you beat the number one team in the country, I get the fans are. You want the students close. You want the students to be fired up and be part of it. But there has to be to, to Jay Billis's point, right? If you did a thirty second countdown. Okay, if you guys you, – well, because you can tell the game, oh, yeah. PA can jump on there and say, look, we're going to – you can head to the court in 30 seconds, let the opposing team get out. 
And if you don't, you're going to get a citation. Yep. We're going to give you a We're ticket. Gonna, you, you, going, you going to jail. Yeah. You came out early. You. I don't That's even not going to everyone. stop anybody. Come on. Well, yeah, it might. I mean, it people, still, people still streak, and you get arrested for that. It's, well, but you're not going to have a mob of people. There will be a lot of sensible people saying, oh, I'm not going to jail. I'll wait 30 seconds, yeah. and then I'll run on to the court. Yeah. I mean, that's really all you have to do, um, but, but we'll see. I mean, that, that, the, the Filipowski thing was, was – uh, you know, let's hope he's going to be okay. The Caitlin Clark one, man, that was a, that was a collision. I mean, and the students, they don't belong there. It's just too it, – it, you got two emotionally charged – uh, factors here. It's the crowds emotionally charged because they're pumped up and they're excited. And the players who are usually on these losing teams, the opposing team, they're emotionally charged. They just lost. So they're upset. So I just think it's, yeah, you got to find a way to you know make it a little bit safer. The countdown's not a bad idea. More police, actual police that are armed. Because yeah, I do think it would be a better idea. And I do look at, look at ESPN can say what they want, and Jay Billis can say it on ESPN, but they like it. I mean, the TV networks like it because it looks cool. Yeah, it when goes viral. Goes, yeah, I mean, pe- now the collisions are not cool. That's all you got to do is get the team off and then storm. Then you can storm. And yeah. Not a problem. Seems yeah. like it solves the issue. I know the, other, the opposing team needs to know, too, man. Get the, Let's go. Y'all need to get the head off the court. Let's I go. will say Quick, my, my favorite high school football memory of all time is when we beat Allen, snapped their, like, 57-game winning streak, and the entire stands rushed the field. That was that was part of probably the, one of the coolest feelings I had as a player in high school. That's cool. I'm that, never, that is cool, and I don't want to eliminate that. I'm just saying you have to make it safer. That's true, but you can make the argument, Ty, that Westlake should never rush the field. Come on, Westlake. Hey, we, they snapped a 57-game win. Westlake's only – when I was there, we had only won one state title. We lost like six. That's true. So That's was, good for you. Know, getting there, it was, it, was, it was a big moment. No one expected lost. us to win. Big underdogs. Lost like six. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> to get there that many times still and achieve it. <laughs> Hook them up, rolls on into the fabulous fifth hour.